Hey friends and fellow Buffy lovers, and welcome to our podcast, where we discuss each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in detail, focusing on digging deep into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing. I'm Leah. I'm Sarah. I'm Tabby. And this is Becoming Buffy. everyone welcome back to becoming buffy we are very done with 2020 i don't know about you guys listeners i'm sure you guys are kind of ready for this year to be over (laughs) i I don't think i've heard one person this whole year being like wow this year's really just been awesome for me it's really just been like you know i'm so blessed like Every single person I've talked to has been like, yeah, 2020 has been the yeah. worst year ever. Well, mm-hmm. let's be real. Every year, everyone's always like, oh, I'm so ready for the next year. Yeah. But this yeah. year has just been, I but think, like, been particularly There's hard. been a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. I feel like this year's a little different. Yeah. Amongst so many other things mm-hmm. yep. this year. Right. And we still have an election to go through. Oh, so. Lord. Oh, Yay. that's true. So anyway, hopefully your guys' year is going better than ours. And let's talk about iRobot Eugene. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I definitely think that this is one of those episodes that I think that I haven't seen as much as some of the other ones. Just because once you've seen the show before, like you, there are certain episodes that you're kind of like, meh, I know this general episode, I'm just going to skip it. And so I kind of forgot most of this episode. And then going <laughs> back, I was like, this episode is so dated. Like there's some yeah. really good parts of it, but it's just, it's the most outdated episode out of all of them for sure. Mm-hmm. This is easily, yeah, the most dated episode. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of Buffy, especially season one, gets a bad rap because they remember episodes like this one and Teacher's Pet. Yeah. They're really, most of the episodes in season one are really, really good and yeah. have uh, themes and lots of stuff that you can talk about that carry over to now. From the 1990s to 2020s. But this is one of those that is just very um, in your face with its Mm -hmm. metaphor. And it has some stuff that I think is relevant, but the majority of it is just kind of dated. Yeah. And it's like one of the cool things about Buffy is that like the show is over 20 years old now and it's still so, so relevant. And like most of the stuff that it's saying is like almost ageless at this point, like the same themes and ideas and characters and all that like are just as relevant today as they like were when they came out then literally one of the only exceptions to that is this episode where you feel like this is definitely an episode Mm -hmm. that would only come out in the 90s and would not come out in 2020 but the rest of them you're like no this is stuff that could come on tv you know yeah But speaking of the episode, before we dive in, if you're a new listener, our first half of the podcast is our non-spoilery section. So we go through everything pertaining to everything before this episode and the current episode. And then we switch into what we call our Scooby Secrets section, where we talk about anything future character development, um, all the foreshadowing, spoilery stuff, everything in the future. But yeah, if you want to stick around for that, if you've are a Buffy lover, or if you just want to know all the spoiler stuff, then stick around for that. Yeah. So, I Robot You, Jane, is the eighth episode of season one. Yeah, which um, I think one of the first things we can talk about is the title. Because uh, I actually <laughs> asked Sarah today, I was like, why is it like titled that? Because I was like, I always yeah, heard never the, known. Yeah, I'd always heard the title, it's just something you just know. And I always like thought it was weird. But then Sarah told me that. Well, it's 
from actually two separate movies, most likely. The title means just like a guy acting like a caveman. You know, I'm Jane or I'm Tarzan. You're Jane. You're yeah. going to be my wife. Kind of this guy like hauling this girl off to his cave to become his wife is kind of the idea you get. Um, the title is from Tarzan, the ape man, and also probably from I, Robot, which was fictional stories by Isaac Asman, I think is in his name. He's a science fiction author and stuff. Mm. I think there's been a movie made called iRobot, but I don't remember. There probably definitely there has. Probably has. <laughs> At some so point. It's a compilation of two different titles, essentially like mashing together the male chauvinistic type mm. with like a robot. Well, well, not only that, but like robot, like techie stuff. We like this episode is very centric around computers and technology yeah, and anything well, new Malcolm, that's scary. Like Malcolm or whatever his name is. Moloch. Yeah, Moloch ends up being pretty much a robot at the end of the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. episode. Yep. So this episode is the eighth episode, and it was written by Ashley Gable and Thomas A. Swyden, directed by Stephen Posey, and it aired on April 28th, 1997. So the episode opens in Cortona, Italy in 1400s. This is so funny. Every time the episode opens, I'm always like, wait a minute, am I watching Buffy? Because you hear them speaking Mm -hmm. in Italian and you're like, what, what, what's going on? It's just, it's such a different vibe than the rest of episodes in the season when it first opens. And like the music is very like ancient kind of like almost like love music in a weird, like in a way in the beginning. Italy. Yeah. So it's just, it's so like weird. You're kind of like. What episode is this? You kind of like forget. Yeah. yeah. And he's all like, do you love me? The guy's like, yeah. And he's like, great. Snaps his neck. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have like the circle of Kalis. They're like, we're they're trying to bind him. And they call him basically into their book. And he disappears. And then we have a cut to today or yeah. 1997. Which is <laughs> such a like, I watched the cut scene. It's very cool because they like shut him in the book. And they put the book in the like box, mm-hmm. and they put the cover over the box. I sound like um, Isma from Emperor's <laughs> <Yeah>. New Groove. <laughs> that box, the box. another box. <laughs> then but, I'll mail that box yeah. to myself when one it arrives. <laughs> Emperor's New Groove, relevant to everything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like they open I'll the box. It with yeah. my they open that box. <laughs> Have to finish. A minute it. later, <laughs> <laughs> they open the box, and it's like Buffy opening it. She goes, "Oh, a book!" And like that's how they like transition uh-huh. the scene. Just super cool. Yeah. Okay, so Buffy is just not Buffy the character necessarily, but the show is so self-aware. I love how they oh, just yeah. put all this stuff in there. Like at one point, I think Xander makes a comment about like, for those of you in our studio audience yes, tuning in, oh like there's all these fourth wall like, references. Like, Clever. All right. So I thought it was hilarious that they had these monks had the face of Moloch on this book. Oh, I that know. They called him into so it. So subtle. And the fact that like later on in the series when like Giles sees it, he's all like confused and he's all like, oh, like I have to look into this. And you're kind of like, how How do you not know? This is, like <laughs> he literally has like a self-portrait on the book. Yeah. Well, look that Buffy oh, was like, oh, it's just a book. And she didn't see like a big demon scary face to be on fair though, though i feel huge like, flag. to be fair though i feel like every book she comes across probably has some sort of like that's true demony face or emblem or something on it yeah well we'll give her a little bit of grace because this is the first episode that we have a demon in it it's been either vampires or like there was the praying mantis then there was like the pack but this is the this first is the one first, with the like, demon. demon actually, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. That's Although cool. I mean, guess technically vampires are demons, but you know. Yeah. What, I mean. but what about like, the dude in Teacher's Pet that had like the claws? Was he a vampire? Yeah, he was a vampire. vampire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I, I made a really corny joke about how this was the You're first time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this was the first Facebook. My so goodness. stupid. Oh, man. Anyway, okay. so this <laughs> teacher walks in. Take it away, Tab. And we find out it's Miss Calendar. We oh, love Miss Calendar. Love her. I love her. And then she's they, so funny. She like it's so crazy that this is her first episode because she has so much character. Like she she's just like hilarious. walks in. She like her she's first chemistry line, with everyone. Yeah, in there. her like first line is like already arguing with like Giles. Uh-huh. And they have the a lot thing. of funny bantering in this episode. Yeah. She yeah. says something like, "Soon you'll join us in the 20th century." Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. She has a lot of great bantering with um, mm-hmm. Giles in this episode. And I love how she calls him Rupert halfway through the episode. Yeah. She just takes it upon herself to yep. be like, nah, I'm going to call you Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> it's just power move. It's insane because most of the time, like, when characters come in, like, they're shyer or, you know, they're mm-hmm. quieter. But, like, she just has so much presence and I'm character. dying mm-hmm. from when she walks right into the computer lab. Stop. I literally wrote that down. I was like, why does she look That's like the my... three blind mice? Like, she literally walks well, in with sunglasses. I, I wrote in here. messed up and, like, crouched the over she, and, like, I wrote in and I was desk. like, she looks like she's hungover. That's no, the first thing no, I wrote literally. down. literally. And you know she probably so is. She probably walked yeah, in doesn't and she's care. just like, sure, kids, but her do whatever energy, you want. Her energy <laughs> is not that at all. Her energy is, all right, guys, we're going to do some <laughs> computer lab. <laughs> And just dying she's so in the way. eager. She, like, to be fair, she probably in. is hungover, and she's just like, "Let's just get this done." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Because like, okay, I'm sorry, but like, as a teacher, why are you wearing sunglasses inside? There's yeah, no, there's no like good reason or explanation. It's Sunnydale, man. It's really sunny <laughs> <laughs> inside. Oh man, yeah, she's funny. Um, so then you have the library, and she's coming in bantering, and you have Buffy handing the book over to Dave. Um, the other students are there, Fritz and Dave, and they're scanning in these books onto the computer, basically trying to convert the library over to um, an online database. Yeah, which there are so many, like, you know, witchcraft or demon or like whatever type books in the <laughs> library. Like, why is Giles just like, okay, with like leaving all these books out for like a well, bunch of random students and a faculty well, teacher to see? When, when Buffy opened up the book and was like, oh, this is Willow material. So mm-hmm. she put it aside for Willow only to scan it. I guess, but I feel like that's so risky to have like just a giant stack of like mystical books right next to But no one's ever one. in there, so I don't think they really care. There's nothing to say that the books are necessarily mystical. Like Giles is supposed to go through them, but how that one ended up on Willow's. Yeah. Because you, you have the little gated area where they yeah. put um, Xander in the pack. That I'm sure Giles puts his special books in mm-hmm. there simply because... I or mean, the ones that are yeah. older and like... That he doesn't want everyone to like yeah, touch the more special books. Yeah. yeah, sure. Or the more fragile. Um, so the actor who plays Dave is Chad Lindbergh. He actually plays on Supernatural. I know you guys haven't seen that, but mm. he plays a pretty techie guy on Supernatural as mm. well. But they named him Dave as kind of a wink nod to 2001 Space Odyssey, which is the iconic oh. movie where the computer Hal takes over the spaceship. And the guy that he takes over, and he doesn't take over, but the guy that he is um, trying to take over from, his name is Dave. Oh. So they named him Dave. And then Fritz is, this episode is chock full of Nazi symbolism. 
I know. I was mm-hmm. picking that up. I was like, what is going on? Like, why? Well, they're supposed to make, they're trying to say that computers are bad. Well, propaganda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're talking well, about. it's yeah. also kind of awful because like Willow is targeted. Willow's and Willow Jewish. is Jewish. Yeah. No, that's it. So exactly. like, it's yeah. like creepy that like she's the one no, who yeah. is it like. It was very intentional. Yeah. That. Yep. No, I like picked hmm. that up halfway through. I was like, something ain't feeling right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And so you have Fritz, who's a very obvious uh, German sounding Nazi name. Yeah. Yeah. So then <laughs> it says, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Yeah. So creepy. So and weird. Miss Calendar's all like, that thank you, so much. Fritz, yeah. for that. <laughs> Just jacked so like, in. so terrifying. Okay. This is random, but thinking of Germany, isn't Fritz the name of the boyfriend in Sound of Music? Maybe. All he I was think part of, of like, when I think the... of Fritz, I think of Swiss Family Robinson. Fritz <laughs> Ernest. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's where I have All these it from. old movies. Yeah, right. Oh, Fritz, man. Fritz and Ernest. I hated that movie. Anyway. Um, so then uh, Giles is all talking, like, making snide remarks about how, like, he wants to be in the library and forget all the computers. And Jenny's all like, Did you ever even leave? Yeah. Oh, so good. She just like immediately puts him in his place. I just absolutely love it. But she doesn't do it unkindly. Like no. she's just kind of like showing him that he's being stuffy. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. it's time to just learn something new. And the way the reasons why, I mean, she doesn't know his reasons, but she's just basically saying like, what are your reasons? Like, why are you so against computers? She's challenging right. him, yep. which is very gutsy for the first time you're ever meeting him and he's going to be a coworker. You're mm, yes, all the time. True. Yeah. Yep, and then there's this, like, funny moment between Xander and Willow where, like, Xander's Xander's leaving, and then Willow's like, oh, like, or you can stay, and he's like, ah, that's a joke, right? And she's like, yep, that's a joke then. (laughs) Poor Willow. Willow's like, oh, like, you know, we're going to spend bonding time, like, it's going to be awesome. And then he's like, that's a joke, right? She's like, uh sure and yeah he, but it's even like he's like willow you know i love you yeah like but it's very much like the friend i love you and poor willow's yeah. just like she oh. just bears everything so well like i just can't like she just gets yeah. walked you all see over. her get a little bit like snotty and is upset with responses <laughs> in the <laughs> beginning she's very much typical willow but then you see a lot of biting back mm-hmm. i think it's because like because she cares for xander so much she allows him to treat her in a certain way but i think that once her attention was on someone else besides mm-hmm. xander yeah she started to get this kind of like confidence in a way of like i don't need you talking to me like that i don't need you to with me buffy like too yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is definitely taken to an unhealthy place in this episode but i think that it is that idea of like once willow gets a little bit of confidence like she allows people to stop talking mm-hmm. to her and she wants to hold way. on to any type of independence that she can yeah, yeah. so willow's wanting to stay there to scan books because we see willow really enjoying technology and actually being mm-hmm. good at computers so she's kind of like hey i'm good at this i like doing this and i like being she likes books and she likes computers so it's kind of like her two favorite things yeah other than xander i guess he'd be her third favorite thing yeah, but he didn't want to stay. So. Yeah, exactly. She tried. So then Moloch, she's scanning his book in and his writing starts disappearing. And then she finishes and leaves. And then the computer turns on and you see the words, where am I? Mm-hmm. Which this we've talked about, Ultron, which was written and directed by Joss Whedon. Ultron is very similar to Mo- Moloch. Oh, yeah. He's the modern day Moloch. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, you know, he's voiced by James Spader. who Well, and the first words he says is, where am I? I think the first words that Ultron says is what's going on or it feels funny. And then he says, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so very first similar. Sentence, yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. The next morning, Willow's kind of walking through the hall looking all Twitter pated. Mm-hmm. 
you can tell she kind of has like a little bit of like confidence and mm-hmm. kind of like it's very cute it's very like she's like oh, like i have something you don't know about mm-hmm. me. she's very much in her head she wears her heart in her sleeve people always know how she's feeling yep and buffy pops in wearing a shirt with a cat on it like super cute outfit mm-hmm. so interesting enough buffy's shirts that have something on it in this episode have something on it intentionally so the first one is a cat just you know letting you know i'll let you know at the end oh okay i was like are you just going <laughs> like, like, like so the okay. first one is a cat okay anyway yes well her so, outfit's very cute okay. i noticed the the skirt and the boots yeah 10 out of 10 love it's it. super cute it's very 90s mm-hmm but the, the scene between Willow and Buffy is actually really sweet here. And I really like it because it shows, like, uh, Buffy really wants, like, the best for, mm-hmm. like, Willow. And she's genuinely, like, so happy and excited, excited for her. She's yeah. so excited yeah. that Willow's found and someone. And it's such a, like, this is such a typical best friend moment where they're both like, oh, my goodness. Like, they're sharing stories and secrets. And mm-hmm. it's, like, super cool because, like, we haven't really gotten to see a lot of that between them two because they're always worried about, like, vampires or well, we've seen it like with willow being excited for buffy but this is the first time buffy's been able to be excited for willow yeah which is really cool because it shows that like there is a depth to buffy and willow's relationship it's not just like it's not one-sided yeah it's not just like willow always being there for buffy and buffy's just kind of like taking you know her for granted it's like no she's just as much there for willow as willow is for her yep so then Buffy asks, well, what does he look like? Because, you know, a girl wants to know. And Willow's like, I don't know. And then just walks away. And Buffy's like, what? How, like, how do can you not, not know? know? Yeah. Yep. So in the computer lab, Jenny comes in. Yeah, the iconic moment we've already talked about. With a cup of coffee in her hand. So good. And the sunglasses. And she's kind of like haunched over a little bit. But yep. she's like Aggressively walking. walking. <laughs> yeah. I swear, so I'm dead funny. serious. This is how I walk in no, class, it is. On, I, in college, it's very up. much like "don't talk to me" type of walk. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like I have a plan. I don't want people to talk yeah. to me. I haven't had my coffee yet. Let me sit down and do my thing. If like, you haven't watched so this funny. episode in a while, please go back and just watch this moment because <laughs> just I, this one scene. I, I need to go watch like, it again. It's it's yeah, funny. I like laughed so hard when we were watching it, and Sarah started laughing. She was like, "I know, I'm laughing about it too." I didn't even like recognize that the first couple times I've watched it. I think you just kind of focus on other things yeah Yeah. it's so funny willow's in there and uh so is buffy and like obviously buffy's trying to get more information out of her right and uh miss calendar's all like um buffy why are you in here (laughs) but then so chill she's like okay you can stay but like not for too long whereas like most teachers would be like Get out of my classroom. Go to your classroom. She's probably she's being like, hungover. She's just yeah. sitting there like, she's like whatever. Yeah, I don't you care. can stay here. Just don't make any noise. Yep. They're definitely like, okay, Miss Calendar is the cool teacher. Yeah, she's the fun teacher. Mm-hmm. Willow gets mail and Buff kind of like weirded out because he's all talking to her and he's like, I miss you. And Willow's like, what should I say back? And Buffy's like, uh, but you've never met this person. Right. Yeah, she's like, don't be too eager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says down, girl. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I was like, what's the phrasing that she says? And then you have like the little camera on the side that's supposed yeah. to be watching them. Okay, I was dying because it's like super pixelated and then it zooms in. And as it zooms in, it becomes less pixelated. I was like, this isn't how computers work. No. So funny. 
So then um, it shows that the computer's going through a database on Buffy and trying and Moloch's trying to figure out yep. who Buffy is. Well, and then it pulls it up and it says the thing that I noticed was that it took one absence. I was like, how does Buffy only have one absence? Yeah, that's really real. what just did not stick well with me. I was like, Buffy, we've seen her skip school like so many times. Like we, like one of the episodes, I think it's the Harvest episode where she just jumps over the fence mm-hmm. halfway through the school day. Like we know she's had more absences. Yeah, but I think a tardy is different than like an absent. Because I think when you look up on a computer and you're like, how many absents have you had? It talks about like a full day that you're not there for. Not necessarily. Um, tardy is just late, whereas absences, you're not there at all. So like you could be um, you could be tardy for one class and then the other class you're absent. But I don't think if you leave halfway through the day that it shows up as absent day. I don't think It'll they show do it. absent from... for the certain classes that you're yeah, you, you you get you get an absent for each class that you miss. Right. But I'm saying like if it's showing up as each day. It wouldn't be like, oh, she had four absences in these classes. No, it just said absences, like in total. And said one. one. I don't know. I I just think if it's in a computer, it would just be like one day's worth. But then if you look up like individual, like detailed files, it would say per class how many absences. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't detailed enough. But we think it's really funny that they have Buffy's birthday as October 24th, uh, 1980. And then like when it gets sent to Ritz. It is May 6th, 1979, Yep, which is really funny that it, it feels like Moloch was either changing information or either the writers were not on the same page, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So then Miss Calendar comes up and is like, hey, Fritz, you and Dave have been clocked some pretty scary computer time. And he's all like, oh, we're working on this like fun new project. And she's like, ooh, cool. Like, you know, am I going to be excited about this? Yeah. And he's like, die. Yeah. If some kid told me that, I'd be like, um, I mean, okay. <laughs> I feel like she's concerned. the cool teacher. Yeah, she's the fun teacher. <laughs> You're watching Willow again walk down the stairs and this guy's like, wait, I didn't write that. Yeah. Like, he Like his quote was. Nazi Germany is an upstanding model of society and like like was talking about why would you say that out loud I would be like no yeah it was so funny delete delete yeah and it's just funny to me that that's like as the Jewish girl walks by and like Willow doesn't even like bat her head I feel like if someone said that in public I'd be like what is going on she's just like so in her own world she's so nothing is facing her her. head is so much like malcolm Mm -hmm. she's not paying attention to anything else so xander comes up oh yeah guess who she's like xander who else let's go to the bronze and i like how it's kind of a flip of Mm -hmm. what happened earlier and she's kind of like no xander i have things to do and he's like oh well usually it's her that's like come on Mm -hmm. let's go hang out Mm -hmm. but now her like mind isn't on xander so she's like okay have fun right but i love this scene though because it shows like xander may not like her like that way but like buffy makes a good point she's like mm-hmm. you're used to being the bell of the ball mm-hmm. which is so true like xander on. is so used to having willow wrapped around his ear that he's gotten used to that constant attention yeah and so when willow finally gets her own confidence and finally finds someone who actually wants her attention whether or not it may be like you know an actual person and i think xander is so unaware of his emotions that when like Buffy like talks to her he's like well I don't think of Willow that way and she's like that's not what I'm talking about you're just jealous of any attention on you and he's like oh I like didn't think of it that way I thought that was really insightful of Buffy and good on her for saying that like hey Xander yeah. you know and calling him out in like a sweet way mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's the way you should be calling out your friends is it's not like oh we're gonna sit down and we're gonna have a serious conversation right obviously if it's a serious matter that's been going on for a while but it's more of like hey 
Maybe you just don't like the fact that you're not getting the attention that you normally do. So then you have this conversation where they're talking about like, this guy could be anybody. He could be an axe murderer. Yeah. And like Xander's making Buffy all paranoid. And then she's like, wait a minute, stop it. Yeah, she's, she's like, like Will you're riling me up. <laughs> and I like how they say the net. I'm pretty sure. I'm- oh my gosh. I think that's one of the things that dates us the most is like the net thing. Like mm-hmm. I... I've never once in my life heard anyone be like, are you on the net? It's like, no, it's just it's like, like it's the internet. Like why? It's so weird to me. And I like, and we abbreviate and shorten a lot of things, but I don't know why the internet net thing just didn't click. It seems it weird. like irks me. It gets under my skin. I'm like, Ooh, that's not right. Yeah. It's very weird. So then it cuts to Fritz saying, I'm jacked in. I'm jacked Ew, in. I hate no. that line. Why did so it phrase it like that? While he's drawing an M on his arm. Ooh, not drawing, cutting Sorry, into yes. his arm. Yeah, Ooh, I blocked that out. Yeah, which, Ooh. yeah, it's very on the nose when it comes to, like, it's supposed to be, like, a Nazi being so brainwashed that yeah. they're willing to cut that symbol into their arm. Ugh, yeah. yeah. So then Willow sleeps in again, and Buffy's all concerned. And Willow says, you know, like, oh, I just slept in. She's like, till fifth period. And then they have this conversation where at the end, Willow essentially admits to skipping the classes intentionally instead of just sleeping in. And then she says that line of like, Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. Um, Okay, I I wrote this down in my notes because even when she's talking to Malcolm on the computer later on, she's like, I knew Buffy wouldn't understand. And it's like, why? If I was talking to somebody or newly dating somebody online, I would not be trashing my friend immediately Mm-mm. like oh my gosh well, my friends don't agree with like think it's just like why take all the energy willow hasn't had anyone fully on her in well ever like yeah. xander and her were always close but xander was never really fully into willow he always just saw her as a friend and so i think that like when you're in a new relationship especially in high school and someone's finally like paying attention to you you feel the need and the want to share everything mm-hmm. and everything so, right away especially when you're getting to know each other over the internet you feel the need to share every single thing that's going on to connect you closer yeah so i think mm-hmm. that that's just something that's going that's on good in her life and she's like oh my goodness i finally have someone that i can share everything i want to with i guess i'm just like i just wouldn't why would you talk to Well, they, they say repeatedly know? that he's Malcolm, or sorry, Moloch, the corrupter. Mm-hmm. And so I think the whole idea is that he's corrupting what love is supposed to actually look like. And that's mm-hmm. one of the themes in the episode that I think they were trying to warn us about in the 90s of like chats and stuff, that it's not who you actually think it is, that they're corrupting what love is supposed to be because you think that you're falling in love with one person, but it's really someone else. So the idea could also be that because um, there's something that he's doing to her that's causing her and Fritz and all these other people to act a certain way. Yeah. That he's corrupting There's them. also in the like locker room scene, Buffy also says an e letter instead of a actual letter oh yeah e letter instead of email i think email. it made me like more uncomfortable than the net thing i was <laughs> like oh what the like i know i'm not like i I'm forgot born, that that was what they like i'm it. born in 2001 so like i'm not a 90s kid but like some like i that and i was just like ew like who it's a weird way that? of saying email like an it e-letter. just sounds very uncomfortable yeah. and awkward yeah. to us because we say email yeah and it's just not something you say time. yeah Exactly. Things hadn't quite set in yet. So then you have the computer class and Buffy's like, hey, Dave, how would I hypothetically, I was asking for a friend, how would I be able to trace an e-letter? And Dave's all like, well, I mean, you kind of 
can look up their profile online and then she lets it slip that there's the guy that's talking to Willow and Dave immediately clams up and says, stay away from Willow. Yeah. And then she asks if he's Malcolm and he's like, no, of course I'm not. Well, and I liked her face in that because she was kind of like, Dave, like, are you Mm -hmm. Malcolm? Like, are you... Are you afraid to like talk to her face to face? So you're just trying to talk to her behind a computer because yeah. it's sweet and cute and it's like a little crush. Yeah. And you then know? he's all like, no. I was like, that would have been a really good thing if he had said that because then he totally would have covered his butt right. and Moloch's mm, butt right. as well. And she probably wouldn't have said anything because she's like, oh, at least I know who it is that's right. to Willow. But plot needs to move forward. So Buffy needs no yeah. information. And then you pan over and you see Fritz like glaring at Looking them. Looking sketch. Literally, this man spends 90% of this movie just <laughs> staring at people. And saying, I'm really suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like creepy. he's more of a robot than Malcolm is. Seriously. Oh. The guy just has resting sour face. Like, yeah. He just sits there and looks sour constantly. My goodness. So then you have Buffy coming to Giles yet again saying something's up. And to Giles' credit, he believes her. He says, no, I believe you, Buffy. We've seen that a lot in the fa- like the first few episodes. Like, it comes to him about stuff. He believes her. No, not necessarily. He didn't believe her with the pack. Remember, he's like, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. There was a couple instances well, where he didn't agree with her. Well, and teacher's pet. He didn't believe that the teacher yep. would actually be I thought he said, did. No. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I feel like he's actually been like, okay, Buffy, yeah. like, I believe you, which yeah. is good. I think she's like, she's shown receipts that she's like, hey, yeah. I've been correct. Yeah. Right. Well, and like, Buffy has pretty much been spot on throughout the whole show up to this point is that like... When she sees something, yeah, like, and if she has this gut interest, it's usually pretty correct. Yeah, and I like how Giles is like, well, there's no proof, but I believe you, so you need to follow Dave. And she's like, what, with a trench coat and sunglasses? (laughs) And then it pans over, and that's exactly what she's wearing. You know what she looks like? She looks like Get Smart, what was 99? 99, She looks like 99 in that Mm -hmm. moment. Oh, yeah. Super cute. The music kind of sounds like Mission Impossible, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, before Mission Impossible was a thing. Wait, was Mission Impossible? That was the nineties. Oh yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't remember anything. So many movie references. It depends on which Mission Impossible you're about. I the think- first one was like the mid nineties or yeah. early nineties. I think it was too. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. Um, okay, so then Buffy's following Dave to CRD, and of course Fritz has access to all the computers, yeah. or all the cameras in all the places. This man is. I mean, okay, like well, we can believe, tech. yeah, right. We can believe that Moloch can see everything. Oh, he for sure did. He probably has like and send it to Fred. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is that if you are able to be like on it, and you're able to like be in people's systems and things like that, there's no reason to believe that you shouldn't be able to access people's cameras. Sure, yeah. So it's very, it looks like some sort of lab research place because you have people in lab coats and Dave's frantically talking to someone, goes inside and Moloch tells Fritz that they need to kill Buffy because she's too close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you have Giles and Xander and Buffy all talking about how this is the Calyx Research and Development. I love how Xander says he knows what it is and both of them look at him like, like, are you, what? Like, you know? Yeah. He's like, what? I can't know information. And Giles is like, it's just surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Giles' hey, bar Giles. is set so low for Xander. Yep. Um, and so then they're like, well, what do we do? And Giles is like, well, looks like the only way you can get in there is if you, you know, break and enter. And she's like, breaking and entering it yeah, is. Yeah, she says, like, sounds good to me. And this is like the third time Giles has been like, I am no way endorsing this. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't stop her. Always like, oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. I think Giles is like, hey, like, whatever gets me, like, the the end goal, whatever gets me to the end goal. As long as I don't know about it yeah. and I did not put my stamp of approval on it. She also said, oh, my spidey sense is tingling. Yeah. And he looks at her like, 
What? Yeah, and she goes, oh, pop culture reference. My bad. Mm -hmm. Just like the net. But I think it's funny because you watch this and you think about it and you're like, I think this was, was this around the time that Spider-Man came out? Which one? The Tobey Maguire one. (laughs) So many movies. Tobey Maguire was in the 2000s. For sure. Yeah, like 2004 or 5. Oh, okay. This is way before that. Yeah, this is when like you'd have the cartoons, and that was mm-hmm. when the comics. The comics yeah. were pretty big before this. But Joss Whedon is a huge Marvel. But there was that old um, Spider-Man show that we used to watch all the time, like the cartoon the ones. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But I think it's funny because, well, not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but Buffy knows about Spider-Man. Because I don't know that in actuality Buffy would actually know about Spider-Man simply because she's very. Um, like hip and not at all nerdy. She could just know what it is. It doesn't mean she like reads the comics every night. Yeah. It wasn't as huge. Xander probably knows. Oh, yeah, Xander totally about it. knows for sure. But then Miss Calendar comes in and is all talking to Giles and is all like, oh, you guys are here again? And he switches subjects when she walks yeah. in. I'm like, the, he switches subjects when she's a one couple feet away. I'm like, she would hear yeah. everything yeah. you guys are yeah. talking about. Exactly. And then she's like, wow, you guys like really like the or she doesn't say you like the library you guys are here again and buffy's like yeah like we you know love books and sanders like to read makes our speak english good yeah which and is so funny because he feels embarrassed yeah well like when they walk off buffy's like to read english good are you kidding me and he's like panicked <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's funny how this show again is so self-aware of like it would be odd if the same students were in the library all right. the time. And we kind of forget about because they're like, we're like, eh, yeah, they're going to no see one Giles. Else comes in here. But like, if I was a faculty member and I saw the same like two to three kids always going in the library to talk to one librarian, I'd be like, this looks weird. But also, yeah. no one comes in there. The only reason why Miss Calendar says it is because she happens to walk in. No one else yeah. ever comes in the library. So well, it's David not weird Fritz anyone came else. In, but they were with Miss Calendar. But so. both of them are weird and sketchy. So <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to bother them. staring at Only weird and sketchy people go in the library. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So back in the computer lab, Willow's talking to Moloch or Malcolm again and basically like, you know, it's it's so creepy uh, because like, first of all, if you're in the middle of a computer lab, why is the sound on the computer on? Don't understand that. I'm not going to be like typing to like my boyfriend and be like, oh my goodness, I miss you so much. And then like you can hear like, I miss you too. And like in the whole room, like so weird. I mean, no one's in there. But what if someone walks in and what are you going to do? Like quickly turn off the sound? Like, no, just mute it. But then it's also so weird because the voice of like, you know, Moloch or whatever for the computer voice is just so like monotone. Well, it sounds a lot like Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, really? Yeah. That's almost exactly what And she what speaks out like. what she's typing, too. Allison Hannigan was very uncomfortable in saying her lines. Yeah, and this so one, weird. she didn't like speaking out loud to computer, which there's another movie that came out re- like around that time that they just showed what was being typed on the screen instead of having it read out to her. And so she felt really weird. I mean, they could have honestly just have shown what they were both typing to each other instead of having it audibly being heard. Yeah, but, but I also yeah. can see where like if she was just typing on a computer for like a full tube scene and there's nothing being said yeah how it could be maybe weird sure i don't but know but i've seen movies in the 2000s where they do that a bunch right and they don't speak it out loud and but, it's not weird but that's now yeah. like we're used to that now i bet you it would have been did you guys ever watch then. the um cinderella story well i was about to say movie. that she didn't say it out loud did no, no, she? No, no no the one it's the one with hillary duff and mm-hmm. she's like texting the guy and she like they're 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 saying their text out the but, first movie mm, that came to my mind but then the one thing she said she's like haha laugh out loud oh <laughs> sends, yeah <laughs> sends me every single time but they're doing it on the computer and she doesn't say it out loud too yeah so I, I, that's that's funny because that's the movie i thought of yeah. too well this is back when 
computers were just becoming thing a thing. Yeah. So it was just everyone's trying to figure out how to do this and how to make it work. Yeah. Willow gets really suspicious because he says something about her permanent record, Buffy's permanent record, and she's like, "Wait a minute, how do you know about that?" Yeah, which good for Willow to kind of like like pick up on like, "Ooh, that's a little." And creepy. to immediately shut it down instead of keep talking and giving him the benefit of the doubt, she's like, "Okay, right. I need to stop giving you information now." Or like he says it. And then she doesn't respond yet. And then he says, you must have told me. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, creepy. Yeah, he tries to, like, cover his tracks. And then yeah. she's like, I need to go now. He's like, Willow, don't. Like, he knows. He or says, don't do this. He says, no. <laughs> uh, he does? Well, he just says, don't. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I love in the library, Giles and uh, Miss Calendar are yeah. having their thing. And they're talking about how, like, Miss Calendar's all like, ah, you know, information can't just be in books where only a handful of white, rich white guys yeah, can get at it. And I was like, boom, this is Take definitely on the Watchers Council. Yeah. <laughs> one of them says the other. I can't remember which one. I just put it in quotes here. I really need to write who says it. Just says, you're a snob. Oh, yeah. Definitely Miss Catherine. I don't think that Giles would be <laughs> yeah. I don't think, that. yeah, Giles would be like, you're a snob. Well, and then Giles's comeback is, I don't adhere to the notion that just because something's new that it's better. better. Mm-hmm. Which both make valid points, honestly. Yeah. But I think that it's just interesting because they're both making correct points, but they're both so stubborn that they don't want to see the other's point of view. Yeah, it's so funny. Yep. And then as she's talking, she grabs... Malcolm Mal- Moloch, whatever his name is, his book, and is all like, why is this one blank? Is it is a it diary? diary? Yeah. <laughs> no, he makes a comment where he says like, well, there's there's more in books than you can ever find out on the web. And she's like, well, there's not much in this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, the one so, book she picks up has nothing so in it. So petty. It just is so funny She to comes me. to the library just to exchange jazz. So funny. Yeah. And then as soon as he figures out like what it is, he his He's so funny because he's so in his head that he disassociates mentally with yeah. physically. Uh-huh. And then she's sitting there and he's like, oh, uh, nice talking, nice talking to you. Yeah. She was like, we were arguing. He's, like, he's yes, like, let's, let's do, do it, it again. again. <laughs> and then yeah. walks away and she's like, what? <laughs> so then Dave hasn't been getting much sleep and comes up to Buffy and is all like. Yeah. Which, by the way. Poor Dave. If someone came up to me and they were acting like this and they were like, oh, I just, you know, haven't gotten a lot of sleep. I was like, that is not what how someone acts when yeah. they are not having a lot of sleep. So sus. Yeah. You seem a little like sad and depressed. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Willow's looking for you in the lockers. And she's like, okay, cool. And so then she goes in this creepy locker room and here's the shower on and is all like, Willow, are you in there? Goes in, and I love how she said this is how droughts get started because it's California. True. We all know. We're always in a drought, I feel like. Turns it off. But I think this is another one of those very obvious Nazi symbols of the showers. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yep. And how he tries to electrocute her, and the shower is all very green, kind of like a gas chamber. Yeah. That's awful. It is awful. And so then Dave grows a conscience and comes over and yells, Buffy, no, saves Buffy just in time. And Giles tells her, if you were anybody other than the Slayer, you probably would not have survived. Mm. And the first thing she says is, "Um, is my hair okay? Yeah. (laughs) So Dave runs back to the computer lab and is basically talking to Malcolm and is like, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And this scene is so like creepy yeah because he's talking with him he's like buffy has nothing to do with this blah blah blah. and then you know trying to get out of it and he's like like, the project is almost complete you only have to do this once right Mm -hmm. and then like malcolm you know starts typing up his like suicide note which is Mm -hmm. so creepy 
And yep. then like it's just like oh my gosh, the fact that he's just like typing it, and then like the camera. I'd be pans. running out. Oh, so would I. But like the camera pans to um, Fritz in the back. Fritz in the back, always staring, always there. Yep. It's just so so creepy. And like poor Dave, like saved Buffy in the end, like. Just yeah, so sad. Redeemed himself. Justice for Dave. So then Giles basically says, hey, in the Dark Ages, they used to trap souls of demons in books. And then the only way they can get out is if you read it aloud. And he's like, this one is Moloch the Corrupter. Which doesn't make sense because in all reality, how did it get, how did Moloch get into the web if he needs to be read aloud? The idea that they explained is that the scanner read it. It was a right. version of I've, reading. Right. I have no doubt that it read it, but like it's specific that it needs to be like read loud. The scanner technically read it into the into the computer. It's like doing like a spell out loud. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I'm just saying like in the computer, it would have just like scanned it and no, like read it, not read it aloud. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's such How a it's would such there a be mini a demon thing. Even in the computer, I, I mean, also like, noted yeah. that Xander like wants to kill Dave about all this. He's like super angry, but I'm yet like Willow's the one who's being targeted by Malcolm, right. and he doesn't seem that bothered by it. I'm like, my gosh, Xander, well, you are point, so one sided when it comes to like people you care about. I think it's because like Willow is like old reliable to him, someone who's always going to be there. He's, he kind of takes her for granted, and then. Buffy's this new shiny toy and his attention is like all on her. So anything that happens to her, he's like hyper focused on. But it's just stupid. That it's and dumb. he likes Buffy and he just thinks of Willow yep. as a friend. I think in his mind, he's like, Willow will be fine. Nothing's bad has yep. happened to Willow so far. But Buffy almost got killed. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, Tabby. And I love it. Giles, they're like, well, how did you even find this out? Or like, how how did it get into the computer? And he's like, that dreadful calendar woman. <laughs> yep. Um, and so then, yeah, they're talking about the demon being scanned online. And Buffy's like, well, then let's just delete the file. And so she tries to delete it, and it doesn't this work. This part, <laughs> I'm like, if anyone else was in there and tried to delete random files, they would see Moloch. I'm like, what is it? Yeah, just, but it's also it's the idea of, like, no one goes in the library. Yeah, or the fact that Moloch would only pop up if they were trying to delete that specific file or something. Because he says stay from Willow, so he knows who it is. I don't know. And then um, they talk about all the awful things that could happen since he has taken over the internet. Uh, I will, I also put down, too, that um, I think, I don't know if this, they did this on purpose, but Giles had, didn't figure out that Moloch was in the computer, but yet Buffy did. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of like the younger generation figures things out, like, technically. I don't know. How do you say that? Technically? Yeah. yeah. Um, then like older people do. They need like help and assistance. <laughs> and Buffy's like, oh, he probably went scanned into the computer. And he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, they're trying to show how out of his element Giles yeah, is. Totally. Which is why he's going to eventually need Miss Calendar right. to come help. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I think I pretty much capped it with that whole nuclear thing. He's like, you're right. Yours is best. Yeah. <laughs> then Buffy goes into the computer lab. Yeah. Which... Uh, how did she not immediately see the body? I feel like that's the first thing I would notice. If it's that kind of, dark, turn on the light. Yeah, she kind of like looks around and sees the body. Very sad. It's such a dummy, though. The arms were like flailing. Oh, well, yeah, it's not <laughs> a real person. Well, yeah, but like it's very clearly like yeah. Yeah. poor. It's probably the same dummy I was thinking that they about used that for, the for the teacher. teacher. Yes. Yeah, Dr. Gregory. You didn't mm-hmm. see the head. They used the yeah. same dummy for all yeah. of them. They just dress them in different clothes. Yeah. So then... Giles and Xander, they tried calling Willow's house. Willow's not home. 
And I think Xander's like, hey, Fritz probably helped kill him. And then they're like, hey, maybe you can get Mrs. Calendar to help you. Yeah. And Xander and Buffy go to Willow's house. And Giles says, how can I convince her that there's a demon in in, in the internet? I love how they're so, like, willing to be like, oh, you'll figure it out. Like, you can tell her mm-hmm. if you want to. It's because, like, like, I think it's they're so used to Giles just knowing what to do. Yeah. And this, you're mm. right, this episode really does put Giles out of his element. And I don't think that they realize that. Like, Giles yeah. is so, like... He's probably so stressed. Do. He's yeah. like, oh, should I uh, should I go talk to you know Miss Calendar? Should should I not? Like, and it's just so funny that they're just so like, oh, you'll figure it out, Giles. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's a good point. This is the first time we've seen Willow's house in her room. Willow gets in. Her parents are home, and she has mail. You and have she mail. Looks a little. Dang, like, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> she looks a little terrified, and yeah. it's you know, hey, like, what did he say? He's like, I'm he said, more waiting. I need. You to see me, which I feel like is such weird phrasing. He said, I need you to see me. Not like we need to see each other. I thought he said need to see you. And he says, I no, want I'm pretty sure he says, I need you to oh, see me. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. So then she turns off the computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it turns on and it's like, you've got mail. That's when I would smash the computer, pack my bags and move. <laughs> He's staying with Buffy for the night. Yeah. For real. Why is she? Why doesn't she have more sleepovers with Buffy? Every time I'd be freaked, I'd just be like, nope, spend yeah. the night. To be fair, I feel like I wouldn't always want to stay at Buffy's house because she's the Slayer, knowing that a lot of people would target her. But it's also like you but may vampires be more can't safe. come in though. But you're with Buffy if they attack, so you'll be yeah. fine. So then, of course, Fritz is at the doorbell. Yeah, and- which for someone who knows she lives in a town with a bunch of vampires, I would be so careful in like opening the door That's or like true. anything like that. I'd be like. Hey, Dad, did you lose your keys? And if you didn't respond, I'd be like, okay, shut the door. <laughs> but I think Willow's just very naive, and this whole episode yeah. speaks She's to that. She's very innocent. She's the most innocent mm-hmm. character we've seen. Right. And it's only been a couple of weeks since they found out that Buffy's the Slayer, that she's like, they've been friends with her. They're still not quite used to this world. And I think that this shows that. Giles is looking for a binding ritual in his uh, office, and you can hear an announcer talking about computer problems at the Vatican. Yeah. And fun fact, the announcer is Sweden. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. This is the only cameo that Joss Whedon makes on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? Is that, yep. That what is a the random cameo. Man. Yeah, right? He's like, oh, we don't have the budget to pay someone. I'll just voice this. Hey, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I was a director, I'd do that all the time. Yeah. And so then his calendar comes in and he's like trying to figure out oh, a way. Such a power right here. Right. Because he's like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, there's a demon um, in, you know, in the internet and all this. And she's like, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as the viewer, you're like, whoa, is yeah. she with Moloch? Like what's yeah. going on with this? Yeah, that's true. When when she first says that, I got the vibe too. I was like, oh, they kind of make it sound like that she's evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Buffy and Xander get into Willow's house and they see... The, okay, so they see the open email. That's what I thought. I was like, didn't she turn off the And did she get a new email? Where's the new email? And why is it open to the old one? Maybe he sent the same email twice. Yeah, he probably sent, like, he because he can figure out. <laughs> He's, like, getting all mad. He's, like, hello, I do see me. Like, sends it twice. Yeah, maybe. That, I guess that would make sense. It's just, like, it seems very convenient. He can easily find her new email and yeah. then be, like, copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, I said start spamming her. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you're not listening to me. So then they make the 
the correlation that she's probably at the CRD. And so you have Miss Calendar who's like, hey, I'm a techno pagan. Because he's like, are you a witch? Yeah. And- well, he, she also says that she knows who Moloch is, which mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this this girl like knows stuff. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, she's, like, she's clearly like She's well like, informed. oh, the Punisher. You're like, she even knows the title? Like, this or is crazy. Or the corruptor, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. yeah. So then the phone rings and Buffy and Xander are like, hey, we're at the CRD. See if you can find that binding spell and try and hurry. And so Willow wakes up and I thought this was interesting. Like, there's like a red glow and it looked very much like an Age of Ultron. It was his mm. His color and everything was red. And you she looks up and there's like all these scientists stuff in a line. And they all like turn their head at the same yeah, time. Poor, I feel so bad for Willow in this yeah. scene because you can just see in her eyes and like her face. She's just kind of like Malcolm. Yeah. And she's just kind of like hurt by it because she's just kind of like, oh, like Buffy was right. This might be a stupid question, but why are you robotic now instead of being like the demon that he was he, in the beginning? He was downloaded into a form. So like the, the all the scientists and stuff, he had them build the body for him, and oh, then so it was not the same one. No, and oh. then he was downloaded into the mainframe. And that totally makes sense because like, why did he just? Why is he robot now? Yeah, and then probably over time, he's gonna try and figure out how to get his body right. out of there. That makes sense. Yeah, but he says, "Hello, my love. I can't tell you how good it is to see you with my own two eyes." Ugh, so creepy. And then he like snaps that guy's neck to just kind of show like ultimate Fritz, power. Fritz, yeah. poor Fritz. Oh, was it Fritz? I yeah. thought it was a random scientist. No, it was oh. Fritz. Because <laughs> there's only one scientist in there and then there's Fritz. Gotcha. And they both were on both sides of Willow. Well, and they showed in the beginning of the episode, I think Carlos or whatever the guy's name he was. He was the guy who's talking to Dave outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, at the beginning of the episode when you have in Italy where you have that guy, Carlos, that was pledging his loyalty or his love to Moloch, it shows that like Moloch kills people once they pledge their ultimate love to right. them. He promises them stuff and then it ends up He gets nothing. some source of power, I'm sure, through their like alliance. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm done with you. Snaps neck. Yeah. Again, showing how corrupted his mm-hmm. love is. I love that he says, hello, my love. Because mm-hmm. it's to show, ew, like you feel like physically pulsed by mm-hmm. it and you're supposed to and yeah. she she feels that way too so buffy and xander are trying to jump a fence buffy jumps it very gracefully xander just kind of falls over the yeah fence. poor xander trying to keep up the definition of both of them um miss calendar and giles have to create a circle of Kalis online so she's trying to get all her like pago te- or techno pagan <laughs> buddies it's like a little group chat yeah, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, um, can you help me cast a spell? There's a demon on the internet. How do you Things get a bunch of people to like get, get back in a to me circle? ASAP. Yeah, they're all like, hey girly, um, <laughs> let me get my sure. witch potion. Let me turn on my computer. Cool, yeah. circle done. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? They send out this like formal email. They're like, hey, girl, I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. So this is what I've researched. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a oh demon. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cannot. Right? I didn't know you moved Sunny Day. And I'm incredibly impressed that they all got back to her so quick because this yeah. is the time yeah. when you don't really check your email a whole no. lot because you have to disconnect your phone well you have to, to go check. onto your computer like yeah i think back in my junior high days i didn't have a phone in junior high in order to talk to the people on facebook i have to go onto the computer that we shared with all the siblings right i'd go on like once or twice a day yeah but like the fact that they responded so fast through a computer it's not on their iphone they can just yeah. see it techno pagans they're dedicated to their craft i guess it's true. So. but guys like <laughs> they're like hey techies their group chat is the techies yeah <laughs> but you had to you had to disconnect your phone line 
back then. Dang, In that's order so to much go onto work. the computer, you, oh, had, that, you could not use the that. phone and computer at the same time. Oh, yikes. So I would just call it that It would point. do that horrible screeching noise. Have you guys heard like the dial-up uh, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would do like the horrible screeching dial-up noise. And then it would have to boot it up and you couldn't use the phone and the phone wouldn't even ring. So it's like, it's like seriously impressed that those people were that <laughs> close to their computers and got back to her within like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. So yeah, they're they're making their circle and Moloch says Willow gave him life, wants to repay her, says he loves her. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the whole like womanhood type thing of like a woman gives life. Um but then also like the whole toxic masculinity of like, mm. ooh, like you gave life, I'm gonna love you. But then he's also physically and emotionally abusive. But he uh, also yeah. said, I can give you everything. Yeah. Which he says to everybody too. Like Great, but it's like she gave him life and he's like, I can repay you by mm-hmm. giving you everything. Yeah. It's really twisted. It's like some power over her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's corrupting it. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, like you care for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give something back to you. Like that's how this works. But yeah. it's corrupted. So then Buffy and Xander can't get in and, oh, gas starts pouring in. Gas oh, chamber. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yeah. There's a lot of references. I got a few of them, but I didn't even think of some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't ones. even think of that. That's like really on the nose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so then Giles is all like, hey, so can't we like upload a virus? Which I was like, ooh, that's super smart. Can't we just upload a virus? Won't that hurt yeah. him? And she's like, oh, you've been watching too many sci-fi movies. I was like, yeah. oh, that was a good question. <laughs> I want to know too. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a lot easier than you and your techno like witchy friends making a giant like club circle or something. <laughs> yeah. And so then Giles reads it and then she types it in essentially into the circle. Does she like type it and send it to all her f- tech friends? So they have to type it at the same time too. Like I'm <laughs> really curious. Realistically, this would take so long. I could see I this know. happening. There's like five different techno pagans yeah. and then this one person all logged down. They're like, we're waiting for Gerald. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, like, oh. one of them is just like a giggle <laughs> because the laptop. Yeah. Like, one of them is just like slower than the rest. He's like, wait guys, oh, I'm ty- mistyping. I'm like, I know. I don't know how this to would type. take hours. You like send it, you're like, oh, typo. I'll have to redo it. <laughs> You can't like, just scan it on there. Yeah. They're like, Giles is sitting there. He's like, we could have been done hours ago. She's like laughing, like talking to them. <laughs> He's like, LOL. <laughs> Guess we'll have to retry. <laughs> Freaking Gerald is a typo in here. <laughs> he finally <laughs> logs in, has to like do everything. Like we're kicking you out of the group chat. You're not welcome here. Oh my gosh. And then Gerald's over there hunting and pecking instead of like, you know, typing like a normal person. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's funny. Seriously, though, that's a lot of logistics that go into It would into take that. so long. Like, if we're being realistic, if she needs all of her techno-pagan friends, it's going to take so long for yep. everyone to be logged on, do it at the same time. Exactly. So then Willow says, let me leave. You don't love me. I'm not yours. He's I'm kind never going to be yours. He's kind yeah. of almost claiming ownership mm-hmm. over her. Yeah. Which it's, is... It's very twisted. It's a very corrupted love. It's like, I own you. You are mine. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but you really see Willow I take ownership. She's like, no, like, I'm not going to be controlled. Like, I am who mm-hmm. I am. Like, she, she seems like she's not very confident, but then anytime someone tries to control her or tell her to do things, she puts her foot down. She's like, no. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You're not mine. Yeah. Like, I'm not yours. Yeah, absolutely. You can't control me. Yeah, no, it's true. And then he he's basically like, oh, pity, you know? And then he says, I'll miss you. So he put his hand on her head as if just to, like, snap her neck. Mm-hmm. Which, 
Poor Willow. This is the first relationship she's ever had, and she doesn't really know what love is, but she knows that this is not right. But could you imagine how hard it would be to go into every other relationship having this be the first one you ever had? Like, it kind of. I think it'd be easier if you met them in person and knew them. It would be, but she's always going to have like she's going to have a twisted view of a relationship, at least initially, until she has a right one. Like her normal meter is going to be slightly skewed a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Like it'd be just really hard. Um, so then you have the Giles yelling, you know, come men, same as those monks were yelling in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the computer kind of flashes and then smokes. And uh, Miss Calendar's like, he's out of the net, bound. But then he's <laughs> out not. of the net. Right, yeah. yeah. But he's not in the book. So they're kind of like, okay, so where is he? Right. And then it cuts and uh, there was this funny moment where like Xander punches one of the guys and he's like, I got to punch someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. <laughs> hey, I mean, honestly, if I was best friends with the Slayer and she's like kicking butt every day and I don't get to do anything and then one day I get to punch someone, I feel I really be, empowered. I feel so like. Yeah. Like, just amazing. I'd be like, wow, I really did that. Yeah. <laughs> I helped in some way. Even the guy was doing absolutely yeah. nothing. It's like a normal scientist who doesn't even know how to, like, punch someone. And yeah. he's like, I beat him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mo smashes through the wall. And Willow's moment right here is so great. She's like, mm-hmm. remember me, your girlfriend? I yeah. think we need to break up. Yeah. so mad. She smacks him with... She's like, I think we could still be friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he... And Buffy basically baits him. Yeah, which is like, again, this is just showing how Mm -hmm. resourceful and like smart Buffy is. Like you see her look back, see like the electrical wiring right there. And then taunt him, be like, And then taunt him and like move so that she Mm -hmm. was closer to it. Like, which is just so cool. I love when they put those little things in her that like shows that she's very intelligent. Like she just doesn't think with just her muscles. Like she uses whatever is around her. It's very beneficial that he's a robot at this moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He could be electrocuted. Yeah, I think it's funny when uh, Will is doing the beat down on him, Buffy's face is like, whoa, like, got to work out your issues there. So then you have uh, back in the computer lab after this is all done, and Giles comes in to return Miss Calendar's, he found an earring in her book, and she's like, welcome to my world, scared. Yeah, this whole scene just like screams chemistry to me uh-huh. like and they, they so argue about what started the problem in the first place yeah uh-huh. like well it was your computers and you're, she's like oh well, it was your books yeah and she's all like you scared and he's like i'm remaining calm yeah <laughs> yeah and then okay so i wanted to play this clip real fast because i love 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 what uh giles says to miss calendar about why he likes books and i think it's so powerful because mm-hmm. for the entire episode you kind of are like yeah giles you're being stuffy about computers like this should be a like a good thing, like lighten up a little bit. And then he's kind of telling her why. And it's actually kind of a cool meaning. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It is beautiful. So I'm going to play it real fast. Honestly, what is it about them that bothers you so much? The smell. Computers don't smell, Rupert. I know. Smell is the most powerful trigger to the memory there is. A certain flower or a whiff of smoke can bring up experiences long forgotten. Books smell musty and, and, and rich. The knowledge gained from a computer is it, it, it has no no texture, no no context. It's it's there and then it's gone. If it's to last, then, then the getting of knowledge should be uh, tangible. It should be um, smelly. So I just love that. 
I just love that quote. I think it's beautiful. And I think it kind of shows his heart that it's not like, oh, I just don't like change. It's yeah. He's yeah. very sentimental. Very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah, which I really love, the powerful trigger of smell. And it's true. Yeah. And there's this whole, like, we then have the moment where he's like, she's all like, wow, you really are stuck in the past. And he's like, well, I'm not hit, like, you know, wearing a dangly earring from my like, ear or whatever. And she's like, that's not where it belongs. And you're like, uh. Miss yeah. Calendar. She's yeah. like, that's not where I put it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which so I think good. is funny because Anthony Stewart Head actually does wear an earring in real life. Mm-hmm. But he like take, took it that's out for so the funny. show. I cannot picture him with like earring. It's that's so, so funny. funny. He totally looks like a, a bad boy band Oh, member. I believe it. It's really fun. Yep. You see Miss Calendar flirting. Major flirting. Mm. I know. What the heck? I love her. So much chemistry. And Giles all flustered. Is so yeah. like, uh, he doesn't know how to respond. He's he doesn't like, say uh, anything. Um, He's like, I'll go back to the library. Where the corkscrew actually yeah. belongs. <laughs> so then Willow's all glum and everyone's trying to cheer her up. And she's like, the one boy who liked me and he was a robot, what does that say about me? And Buffy's like, hey, like, I'm, I like a vampire. And yeah. And Sander definitely takes a cake and being like, well, the first person I liked was a bug. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and she goes, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they all talk about their failed love lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which this scene is so good because, like, it's it's funny and it's, like, lighthearted and it shows, like, they're all kind of like, laughing at themselves, but then it kind of ends up all them being like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then someone says, we're doomed. <laughs> and yeah. then it's just like a shift in the mood changes because they all, like, they're laughing about it and then they really think about it and they're like, Oh, this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be very hard. Yeah, but I think it it was kind of a good place to end the episode because it was kind of a cheesy sci-fi kind of episode, right? But then you have this moment at the very end, which very real, and we all have felt that way, especially in high school, where like, man, like relationships are hard. They're a lot of work, and they require being vulnerable. Like, are we gonna find? And that's without demons and vampires and witches and all that. Especially in high school, too. I'm sure everyone has sat there and been like, oh, well, I know I'm going to, you know, Colorado for my college. I'm going here and I'm going here. And you sit there and you're like, man, this is going to take a lot of work for this to, like, exit past the high school relationship. Mm -hmm. And most don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure there's moments where they sit there and they're like, oh, like, if I really want this, it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, right. So you guys ready to know about Buffy's shirt? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot. I know. I forgot to. And then I had it written at the end of my notes. Okay. So Buffy wore a shirt with a cat. And then she also wore a shirt with a rabbit. And they're all white tank tops, I think, that had like... I think one of them might have been a black one. Okay. And then um, then she had another shirt with a dragon. So all together, it's a CRD. Oh, oh my god! Cat, rabbit, and dragon. That's the CRD. insane. How'd you know about that? Oh, I looked it up. Oh, <laughs> so was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. CRD. I can, catch, I can catch most things, but I don't typically pay, pay attention to their shirts. But when I was looking at that's the episode, crazy. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I think it is cool because back in, um, I think it was The Witch, Buffy had a, a black cat on one of her yeah, shirts. Yeah, very yeah. witchy. But now I'm, I'm going to start paying more attention to her wardrobe because you can tell that they like... Yeah, I get fashion think. in this show and in a lot of shows, you like whether you realize it or not, it speaks volumes. That's why I always people point out people's outfits. So much time and thought into what people wear for different characters. It goes through so mm-hmm. many different producers. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts for other TV shows, and like it goes through so many different producers. If they want to change the hairstyle, if they want to change like the wardrobe that they're wearing, the makeup, yeah. like everything goes through. And like what you said about what they wear in the show 
is very Intentional. connected. Mm-hmm. I can think of like a few episodes thinking about right now, and I'm really excited to figure out what it is that they like that means. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about certain T-shirts, and I'm like, dang, I I've always wanted to know what that meant, which is exciting. Yeah, and each character kind of has their own color palette and color mm-hmm. scheme. Yeah, and you see their wardrobe change and evolve with them. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. they gain more confidence, if they're in a lower place, if you know whatever it is, and obviously we'll point that out, but. Um, definitely try and keep an eye out for characters' wardrobes because they definitely do match it to how the character is feeling in that episode or little hints or things like that that are going on. Yeah. That's one of the things we love about this show, right? It's just really yeah. intentional. Very Everything that they through. do is to progress the story forward. I mean, that necessarily doesn't necessarily progress the story forward, but it's just kind of like a little fun thing that makes you pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, I think that's everything for iRobot, you, Jane. Uh, thanks so much for listening, you guys. And hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully we said some things you didn't know about before. And if there's anything that we missed, or anything you would like us to talk about in the future, please email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram, becomingbuffypodcast. We love to talk with people who also love Buffy and we'd love to talk with you. So please, please, please reach out to us. And until next time. Hey guys, and welcome to our Scooby secret section of iRobot Eugene. This episode is interesting. It Okay, honestly, I'm really excited to like get into this episode because there's so much to talk about Willow. Yeah. And this is the first like Willow-centric episode we've had. Finally. And we've already had like one about Xander and like- Two about two Xander. About two, <laughs> yeah, two about Xander. Too many. Ridiculous. Yeah, too, <laughs> too, too, <laughs> too, too many. Um, but I'm just so, so, so excited because this episode lays groundwork for- what comes in the next seven seasons for willow yeah um Mm -hmm. but before we get into it i do want to let everyone know this is our scooby secret section which means we will be talking about everything spoilers Mm -hmm. everything in buffy Mm -hmm. everything in the show angel so if you have not seen those things or if you care about spoilers we do not recommend this section for you but if you don't care then you are welcome here and stay tuned for everything a very (laughs) Willow-centric Scooby Secret section, so. Yeah. This this episode, just so much foreshadowing for Willow's yeah. arc for the rest of the series. It's just really yeah. cool. Okay. Before we get into Willow, though, um, what's his name? Malcolm? The yeah, demon? Malcolm. Looks yeah. exactly like the demon in the Giles-centric uh-huh. episode, yeah. season four. I yeah. think like it's a new man identical. or something. Yeah. I wonder, do you guys think that they did it on purpose? No, it's, well, I mean, it's the same costume. They well, just, exact, they just yeah, reuse exactly the costume. <laughs> hey, I mean, might as well. They like, do that a couple remember. times in the show. Like the judge is the same as um, Moloch as well in season two. Oh, they yeah. I just spray painted in blue, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, it's a low, it's a low budget show, so you make do with what you can. And well, hey, at the end that, of the day, they're all demons. It's, it's probably yeah. such a low rated episode that they're like, no one's gonna remember Malcolm from season one. We'll just use the same outfit. <laughs> and I mean, hey, for- they're right. I mean, most of the time, I forget. So I have it's no just, idea. It's crazy to me that Halloween or not Halloween, sorry, the puppet show is a lower rated episode than this one. Can you guys believe I'm that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's the lowest rated episode of the season. Actually, you know what? As much as I don't 
like a lot of the centric episodes in the first season, they are really pivotal for understanding characters. No, they seriously are. Why yes. people would want to watch them. But no one's going to read a title like I Robot Eugene and be like, ooh, can't wait for this Willow-centric episode. <laughs> Even like, the, the title is know? like snore. Yeah. Because like, obviously, <laughs> I understand why Angel was super highly rated. Everyone had a crush on Angel and they wanted to know right. who Angel was. Totally makes sense. But like the pack, I Robot Eugene, those are the ones y'all went crazy for? Like, so 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 random i don't know i would imagine at the time it probably was interesting but i honestly this episode as i said before is probably the most heavily dated episode because yeah, it's dealing it with computers yeah. when they first came out and everyone's well you and know, it's very i don't like it it's very like yeah like technology is bad stay away like yeah. it's and obviously there are themes in here that we i mean we kind of touched on in the non-spoiler section but that are still like applicable today so as mm-hmm. far cat as like fishing. catfishing which has only yeah. gotten so much worse mm-hmm. and just like don't you know don't meet people on the internet and the <laughs> internet is bad and don't put all your information out there and like again all, it is true which is yeah it is accurate like you know whereas in modern day it's kind of like you know most of the time, if you have a phone, people are going to have a ton of information on you, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of true. Um, but I think <laughs> that that's like, one of the things. like, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. But it's one of those things where, like, even though it is dated, it's like some of the things kind of remain true, but not to the extent that people were stressed about it back then. Yeah. Well, the internet was so new at the time and people are automatically afraid of something that they don't fully understand. And they didn't understand the internet. So it was like, all right, everyone beware. And I mean, okay, let's be real though. I mean, you guys don't remember it, but when the internet first came out when I was in high school, it was like the thing to go on to online chat rooms and just chat with people all the time, all day long. And you don't even know who these people are. And it was the first time that there was um, a very real unknown and everyone was kind of unfamiliar with the whole faceless stranger type of thing. Mm-hmm, you know? That's true. And honestly, I feel like the internet in general is just a very terrifying concept to wrap your mind around. Just like having yeah, it is. a ton of unlimited knowledge at your disposable dis- <laughs> disposal. Goodness. Can you guys tell that it's been a long day? As someone who's grown up with technology my whole life, like the concept of the internet and technology is still terrifying to me. Like mm-hmm. the fact that people have access to you pretty much 24 seven and all that and have information on you and sometimes your location, like that is terrifying. And then even the fact that it's now available to kids younger and younger and younger just mm-hmm. scares me for them because people are creeps, but that's a huge yeah. tangent, but it's just like yeah. one of those things where I do think that you're right. Like this episode is dated, but I think mm-hmm. that some of the kernels of it definitely remain true today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, little nuggets of truth. And, you know, on top of all of that, there's amazing Willow arc that comes out of it. Yes. And then we also meet Jenny Calendar for the first time. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I always forget that she's in this episode. Like, this is her yeah. entrance. Yeah. And she's just – she's Jenny Calendar. Like, the she just comes sunshine. In. Yeah, she's just very, like, snarky. She, like, immediately puts Giles in his place, which, like, is something that I so forget. So much chemistry immediately. Yes. It's something that I forget mm-hmm. that those needs in the first season is someone, yes. like, challenging him that he can see as a equal – because I think that yeah, as much here. as he loves Buffy, he doesn't see her as an equal right now. Mm-hmm. He sees her like mm-hmm. as a student and he's the teacher. 
But I do think that, especially in the first season, like, he doesn't really know Buffy. He really only sees her as a slayer for the majority of the season. And so it's good to see someone who is kind of putting him in his place and he needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Giles is incredibly stuffy in the first season. And I think Jenny is part of the change that we see in him in season two. He becomes remarkably less stuffy. And a little bit more relatable, I think, too. Also, we have Ripper Giles. But, you know, Jenny helps. Yeah. Honestly, them writing the Ripper storyline was the best thing that they did for Giles' character. Not only did it make him more interesting, it also just made him a more well-rounded character. Mm -hmm. Like, the cliche of a stuffy, like, man in the library and, you know, stuffy old character was just made so much more interesting when... He's not just this stuffy old character. Like, he has a past and, mm-hmm. like, it just, it made him so much more interesting. And then it also gave him, like, a little bit of, like, kind of combat experience. So, like, whenever witchcraft or anything like that came up, you're like, oh, hey, it makes sense that Giles just has a bunch of information about this. Instead of him just being like, yeah, I know a bunch about witchcraft, even though I've never done it before. Um, I wanted to talk about the Circle of Kalis, how they binded Moloch to the book. And I just can't help but think of the key in season five. There are a bunch of monks. They're the circle of Kalis. Oh, like yeah. I wonder if like Joss had an idea in his mind at that point of like, ooh, we're going to use the monks later on and they're going to send a key. So they're going to be the Kalis, like almost kind of mm-hmm. like key. I don't know. I, I just, would when they not saw that. put it past him. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past that he rewatched the episode. Was like, oh yeah, hmm, a group oh, of monks. Yeah. I could use that later. Yeah. Okay. So, kind of shifting gears a little bit, I have to say, like, I'm rewatching um, Buffy with mom right now. I don't know if I told you that. Sarah. Ooh, really? Um, she's been really into it. Yeah. Surprisingly, I was not. Ah, I've been trying her. to get her into I know. it for years. I'm so mad. I think but she, also very she proud. has to watch it with someone. Yeah. So I've yeah, been watching that's with her. True. We're, we're like, we just passed the Halloween episode in season two. Oh, that's where it gets good. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets good in the beginning of season two, but arguably around school, uh, school well, hard. Well, from school hard, um, I mean, school hard is good, but then you have Inca Mummy Girl right after, but then you have Ooh, Halloween, yeah, and from Halloween on, the episodes are just consistently yes. good. Yes. Because yeah. then you have Lie to Me. But rewatching it, like, because um, I'm like actually in two different spots right now with two different people. I'm in <laughs> season five with Becca and then in season two with mom. Um, but I get so accustomed to how Willow is later on that I mm-hmm. rewatch this episode yeah. and I'm like, this is so unrecognizable. Of she's like who so Willow timid. Is. Yeah. She's so timid. Like it, she's so like unsure and yeah. unaware and like so innocent to the they point where really played into her innocence yeah, in this yeah, season, yeah. which for sure. I think was a good idea because then when Dark Willow comes in, no one really saw it mm-hmm. coming to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, which made it so much more impactful. Yes. But you're right. Like even by season two, mm-hmm. like you kind of forget that Willow was so shy and so timid and stuff. Because I think especially when she starts um dating Oz, like mm-hmm. she just becomes very confident in herself. Mm-hmm. That's usually what happens when like you fall in love and then somebody affirms you in so many ways, being like, Wow, like I'm attracted to you. I want to hear what you want to say. Like I'm gonna support you and you like yeah. gain so much confidence in yourself. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if this is like jumping the gun a bit, but at the end when she gets like mad at Malcolm and is like, I'll never be yours and she gets like mm-hmm. like 
frustrated because she doesn't want to be pinned down and she gets like mad because he lied to her. She's like, you lied to me. And that's the thing that she uses against him being like, we can never be together. I'm like, other than the mm-hmm. fact that he's a killing robot, that's interesting that you bring it blind. Um, <laughs> She's like, it's yeah, the that's line the deal for breaker. me. <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel like I made a better correlation when we first recorded this, but it just kind of reminds me of like Tara because like, mm-hmm. like she lied to Tara and she violated like Tara's confidence in the relationship and like made Mm -hmm. that spell for her to remember or to forget um to kind of like screw with her mind and yet she she did so much worse to tara and she gets mad at malcolm Mm -hmm. the killing like cyber demon yeah just for like lying to her about her his identity and i think that that's one of the things that's crazy about this show is that willow can go from you know how she is in this episode, which is very innocent and very naive. I'll say ignorant to the world because she, yeah, naive, naive is a better word. Mm-hmm. She's very naive to the world to flash forward to season six when she's, you know, not really her healthiest. She's awful, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but she's still Willow. Like, and that's what's so hard about watching season six with her is that you see her going through all this pain. You see her Same thing with Buffy. Yeah. And you see her going through her worst moments and you're like, this is still willow Mm -hmm. and that's what's so good about the writing is that like you it doesn't seem out of character you're like yes this isn't who they are like but because there's build up yes you still understand why the character is doing that and you've seen that progression of it but it's insane to see just like how in this episode she's like it's because she doesn't have power over the relationship yeah yes but it's just like crazy to me that like in this episode like Willow was just very much like needing love, needing, you know, affirmation from anywhere. And I think that in the first season, she is so insecure in a lot of ways because she's pining after someone who loves, who doesn't love her. And that inherently makes anyone insecure because they clearly don't love you for a reason. And so you kind of take that to heart. But it's interesting that she's pining for love and all this stuff. And then in season six, She's pining for love again with Tara. So her character is still consistent, though. Yeah. It's desiring love. It's desiring something from someone else, which, I mean, is consistent from most characters. But it's like... That's interesting you're bringing it up because the more I think about, like, that conflict with Tara, like, I see a lot of correlations between this episode. Like, the same Mm -hmm. similar insecure willow even though she seems like she has a ton of confidence. She seems like she has a lot more control, especially when it comes to, like, magic. But... It, yeah, that's very interesting. You you see the scared, timid, insecure Willow in season yeah. six, but like manifests itself in such drastically yeah. different ways. And I think that that's what it's supposed to be showing is that like Willow is in an unhealthy place in season six. And she, when she's in that super unhealthy place, she, parts of her resemble another unhealthy version of herself, which is in season one in a different way. Like she isn't unhealthy where she's, you know, out murdering people, but she's unhealthy in a way that she's not standing up for herself. She's pining after Mm -hmm. people who don't really want her. And she's, you know, inherently insecure about everything because, you know, she doesn't have what she wants, which in turn makes her a little bit of an unhealthy version of herself. She still will. I still love her. She's still very innocent and amazing character, but season one is definitely a more unhealthy version of herself. Yeah, well, and the whole arc of Willow is she is an innately insecure character. She's insecure for the entire mm-hmm. show, and that's what her arc is. In season seven, she finally discovers 
um, that magic can be used for good and it can be used by trusting herself. And it all comes mm. down to Willow finally believes that she has the power to help people. She has the power to do good. She trusts and believes in herself and she uses the good magic instead of using magic as she has for the entire show, even if it was to help other people, she was using magic as a suit of armor. And they talk about that in Restless, mm, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where she talks crutch. about the yeah the costume that she puts on. She doesn't want people yeah. to see. And so what we see as confidence in seasons two, three, four, five, yes, there is confidence that's coming out, but there's also a false confidence that comes out too because she feels more right. confident because she feels more powerful. And yeah, that's it's not, not confidence placed in herself. It's confidence right. placed in power. And or mm-hmm. desired when she's like deep in a relationship as well. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, think that that's maybe why I, I just like – I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it yet on the podcast and how much we just despise Kennedy and the arc well, that is I her. Hate her so but much. I think that it would have been wow, so Wow, we're just important. talking about everything today. <laughs> it's we told it's you it's all about Connor Willow today. at the bottom of the barrel and then Kennedy slightly <laughs> but, above. No, I promise, I promise I have a purpose of why I brought her in here. But um I think that I love Joss Whedon. I think he is a brilliant, brilliant man. But I think that one of the mistakes small mistakes he made was bringing kennedy in because i think that in a little bit it cheapened willow's arc by the end of season seven and again we'll talk about this more when we actually get to season season seven but i think that it would have been so much more powerful if willow had finally learned to have confidence in herself and be single at the end of the show Mm -hmm. because her Mm -hmm. whole thing like there's so many times in the show where she is confident but she's also in a relationship and she's kind of partially getting her confidence from that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been really cool to see her gain confidence and be single and finally have confidence in herself and who she is without someone else there. Mm, that's a good and we point, see Leah. that we see we see that for the most part in season seven. So I'm not gonna say her arc is, you know, totally yeah. slaughtered. She still has confidence in herself. She's a much healthier version of herself. I just get more mad at the character Kennedy because there are so many <laughs> moments where she takes advantage of Willow's like kindness. Vulner- no vulnerable states. Yeah. Where they have like some like really deep or rough conversations and then kennedy is like okay well you're hot you know like things like that where it's like she tries to like yeah. you know insert herself in willow's life she does that physic like she's physically around her yeah all the time I um, I it was like conversations. like you're physically making me nauseous can you leave no, no she is and honestly like i think that i'm gonna try and not go into her too much because i will dissect her in full detail when we get there i have so much to say from now (laughs) yeah i have so much to say about her and just my absolute disdain for that character but i will say in regards to willow's arc there are very few things about this show that i really really wish i could change and i think that one of those probably in like my top five would just be getting rid of kennedy's character altogether because i really just feel like she was not important. She was not needed. And she kind of hurt Willow's arc a little bit. She cheapened it just a bit. Not enough to, you know, throw a table about, but enough to where I'm like, <laughs> it would have been just that much better if Willow could have just done this by herself. So transitioning back to the episode at hand in season yes. one, or still in season one. No. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny how they joke about Moloch being an axe murderer, but then in, um, what is it, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, Willow is the one that's brandishing an axe, 
when oh, Xander has the spell yeah. put on him and she's crying and she's talking about how like she loves him and because she loves him, she has to kill him because he can't be with anybody else. Yeah. And, yeah. I just I think it's really I funny. I always forget about that episode. Yeah. Well, and it kind of like that moment in particular because we haven't really seen a lot of darkness in Willow. She's so sweet and everything. And then he like rounds a corner and there's Willow with an ax sobbing and you're like, whoa. <sighs> It's just like little glimpses of Willow's darkness all throughout the show. Yeah. Dang, there are so many Xander-eccentric episodes. Why do we need so many about his like, masculinity? Whole, I was just, when you brought that up, so I was like, man, that whole episode is about masculinity Yeah, too. I could literally, I could think about four episodes off the top of my head that are about Xander and his self-image. Which, I mean, Xander's main character. I'm not going to be harsh on Xander, you know. The one I feel like I'm already too. a little harsh on him. Um, but I will say that most of the time, with excluding the Zeppo, because I think that's a very, very good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really one. don't enjoy Xander-centric episodes. And maybe that's because he's a more human character, and I find him the least Juvenile. interesting. Um, but <laughs> I love having Willow be at the forefront, forefront of an episode. Because she is interesting, because she's quiet and kind of reserved. But you know she's always thinking about something, and you're like, mm-hmm. I want to know what you're thinking. Well, Allison Hannigan is just a phenomenal actress. Where you can, she can say one thing, and you can feel her feeling another thing. Yep, that's how an act. I think, that's how you know they're good. Yeah, I think that honestly, some of my favorite episodes are either Spike centric episodes or Willow centric episodes, just because like Willow is such an interesting character and very emotionally like she's a lot of emotional depth, and mm-hmm. so like I think that her episodes are always just like so emotionally complex and i just like love that because willow's not one of my favorite characters like um she okay that's probably badly phrased but she's not <laughs> like, like whoa my, she's who is? not she's not in my top three but i still think oh. she's a phenomenal character wait well then who's your top three uh probably like as individual characters probably spike buffy and angel those are your top three yeah which I Wait, feel like so is what of- do you mean by, like, as individual characters? Do you have a group of characters you like better? No. <laughs> no, like, I, as, like, as, like, duos, like, I really love uh, Buffy and Angel together, and I really love Buffy and Willow together. But I'm I shocked. wouldn't... Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I wouldn't rank them, like, I have to rank them individually as a character. So sure. I think individually yeah. Spike is a more interesting character. Man, I'm, my grammar is terrible today. I, I severely apologize. I don't think I could rank anyone below a top five, except for Xander. But like, I don't think I could rank anyone below like a top five. Like the rest of the characters, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to somehow squish everyone into my top five. Like, because then just, you think about you like just Wesley. You had a rant about Well, you think Kennedy. about Wesley and you're like, oh my word, Wesley I, Well, I mean like, I mean like, me. Um, well, oh, okay. I guess Kennedy is kind she of She is main kind character. of a main character. Well, I that's fair. Um Kennedy can go home. So <laughs> I don't care if she's not in my ranking. Literally, if I had to rank characters of Buffy and Angel, you better believe Kennedy and Connor are going to be at the very poop hole bottom of <laughs> the ranking. They will be nowhere even close. Like than Adam. No, literally, it would be like in huge writing, I'd have all the rest of the characters, and then in the very, very bottom, in like Times New Roman 12-point font, the most boring, basic font, at the very bottom in the corner, like not even centered, you have like Connor and Kennedy. 
That's how I'd rank my characters. So. Is this the most random spoiler episode ever? <laughs> we probably it's all it's it's all important. It's all important. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about the fact that I think it's really interesting that this is the first um episode that has Jenny in it, and it's also the episode about relationships, and they mm. talk about how like they're doomed to never have a good, healthy relationship, and. Yeah. Jenny ends up dying and not only does Jenny end up dying and that obviously you know severs Giles's relationship with her but Jenny dies at the hands of Angel which is part of the severing of Buffy, Buffy and Angel's, Angel's relationship relationship yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I will say like out of the like many deaths throughout Angel and Buffy the one that I always I think feel the impact seasons later besides obviously like buffy's death and you know angel's death and is actually jenny's and i think it's only because you genuinely see it affect giles seasons later like he Mm. never fully trusts angel again he he never loves yeah he never loves again like romantically and you just kind of like see a much more hardened version of him after and you never really see him well i think giles loved olivia i i think he really truly did care for her um i Maybe. think we just didn't get to we didn't really her. i can't yeah i can't really decisively say i think he loved her because honestly we just didn't see enough of it well mm-hmm. she's in restless and he, you see him torn between having a life with her and being the watcher yeah when she's like pregnant and like crying mm-hmm. on, yeah on the crypt mm-hmm. very symbolic yeah so I mean I think that there was there was chances and options for that, but I think that um, Jenny was I think his true love, like his first true love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, and she also fully embraced his world too, versus Olivia who yeah. just couldn't take his world. Which I mean I don't but, blame Olivia. I think I'd be in her right? shoes too. Yeah, no kidding. If he was like turning into demons and people were coming, I was like, mm, I can't be doing all this. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to sleep and not wake up not having my voice. You know? Yeah. That'd yeah, cool. right. I, yeah, be I feel bad for in the episode. We're going on so many rabbit trails this season. <laughs> I apologize. There's not guys. really a whole lot to talk about for this yeah. one. So. It's mainly just yeah. like but a ton kind of, of character development and like right. little seeds being laid. Yeah. But I mean, either way, this episode's been very, very fun. And I think that even though it's a little bit boring at moments, it opens up the door to so many other things. Yes. And it starts one of the most complex and interesting storyline mm-hmm. which is just willow mm-hmm. like her alone just yeah. willow being willow and like it's insane to me that seven seasons can create such a mm-hmm. dynamic character one that you really didn't think you needed a three-layer character yeah so i think that's it for me do you guys have anything else nope I think I covered everything from yeah. Year <laughs> two. Cool. I'm yeah. done with the podcast. Don't I think we mentioned every else. single season in this. <laughs> I apologize. We did. I apologize, oh guys. Word. Sometimes, like when there isn't a ton of foreshadowing in the actual episode, like, and it's more of like a you know characters centric episode. It helps to just for us to just talk about that character's development in general because we see the groundwork for it. So it makes it interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, you guys, for just indulging us as we talk about Buffy. And I mean, this is why we love Buffy, because we mm-hmm. can analyze these characters and, Seasons you know, and still come back for more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fun. 
But if there's anything that you guys want to add to this, anything that you think that we missed, please definitely email us um, at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at becomingbuffypodcast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.